Greetings and welcome to MTG Profits. This is episode number 43. We are a podcast uh, about all things magic. We talk about magic news. We talk about magic finance. And uh, I am your host, Devin, as always, joined by Andy. Hey, everybody. And uh, poor Andy had to carry the torch all by himself last week. He was uh, uh, doing all the heavy lifting. It was very difficult. It was a hefty torch. Uh, it, it was a big load. He's, he's used to big loads. Uh, you know, it's uh, <laughs> big loads, big responsibility. You know, <laughs> that's how it goes, right? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, before we get too far into it, I want to mention: uh, check out all the sources of uh, MTG Profits information. So make sure you check out mtgprofits.com, and also go to uh, mtgprofits at gmail.com to send us any feedback and. Uh, we haven't gotten a whole heck of a lot of feedback yet, so that must mean we're doing a, a kick-ass job. So uh, we'll just keep doing what we're doing until we hear otherwise. If there's anything in particular that you want to hear, uh, make sure you hit us up. And uh, if you have any ideas for the cast, please do so. We'd like to incorporate your ideas for our content as well. Absolutely. Uh, I guess speaking of torches, I guess uh, I guess I'd be more like carrying a blazing torch. Do you remember that one? <laughs> Which one is that now? Uh, in this trad, one colorless uh, equipment, of course. Uh, equipped creature can't be blocked by vampires or zombies. Equipped creature has tap at the sacrifice blazing torch to do two damage to target creature or player. Ah, okay. That's not terrible. Uh, we're getting more zombies. There's always zombies and vampires around. It's, yeah, especially lately, it seems like. So. There's also the the Chandra's the the torch of defiance. Torch of defiance. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That one's dropped quite a bit in price. That's a twelve dollar card I nowadays. I know. Poor Chandra has gone down. She's how the mighty has fallen. So. Yeah. She's good. She's good. Not a bad one. Although I I, I can't say she she never really took off like uh, the mind sculptor like the. No. You know that was the hope that she'd be like the Papa. Aye. No one can match the Papa though. He is too good. He's he's way too good. Yeah. Uh. But um it's been uh it's been a relatively slow slower news week, but um the uh not slow and it comes to uh the the pace of releases though. Oh my goodness. We've been uh, relentlessly bombarded by uh release stuff and uh and spoiler seasons. It's like it, it almost seems like Wizards has us in a perpetual like never-ending, uh, what do they call those? Perpetual motion machines. Like, yeah, yeah. It just never freaking stops. It's like th- this this uh, spoiler season, at least to, to my, seems to me the fastest ever. Like I, I don't ever Fairly remember. Enough. I mean, we just had the Modern Horizons drop, and yep. the very next business day, the uh, spoilers for 2020 started dropping. Not even, it was like 20, it was like 20 hours later. It was like not even a day. It was unbelievably fast how fast the spoilers started dropping after the immediate set release, you know? It's it's crazy. It really is. You know, I I haven't really kind of, I guess, analyzed it in detail, but it, it certainly feels like there's been more product releases this year than ever in past years. It just feels like the pace is so brutal. It's like you just can't keep up. But uh, I, I will say that uh, 
that is the fastest from release day to uh, to um, uh, spoiler season that we've ever had. You couldn't really have it any faster until they're overlapping. You know, yeah, like yeah, maybe that's absolutely. the next thing. Like maybe they'll be like, oh, guess what? Modern Horizons hasn't even come out yet, and here come some spoilers for M twenty twenty. You yeah. know, like what the heck? It, it does seem like too much. I mean, it, it seems that that's it's it's uh, compromising their own products and, and cannibalizing them just with their rapid release. It, it is very hard to keep. It, it, it's too tough to really stay on top of this stuff. You know, I, I can't imagine if you were like really an active an active player. I, I consider myself more of a casual player, not really an active player that like stays on top of standard all the time. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I will use. Uh, as I, I, I know you do as well, I will use uh, the constraints of certain like standard environments for my deck building process just to mm-hmm. just to keep things simple and to keep things honestly to keep things manageable because the choices are so uh, so Absolutely. varied. Absolutely. So I, so I do you know pay some attention to the standard season, but I, I don't know for example if I'm sitting down playing someone across the table that's got a standard deck. I don't know all the removal and all the things that could smack sure. at me. You know, and historically, I would be in that position. I, you know, I remember, you know, all the way up through, um, really, even the, even after the return to Ravnica's and all those, mm-hmm. I, I sort of knew like all the cards in the meta that I might be seeing. You know, yeah. I, I had a sense for it, and it had been that way for years. But um, sure, but now I really feel like, oh my gosh, there's just so many things out here. I, I, I can't even keep track. I don't know what's coming at me. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. It is overwhelming. It's like I, I think about all these cards, and then I think about deck construction, and I'm like, I'm almost a little paralyzed because I'm like, well, where do I, where do I start? Am I going to look at the Modern Horizons cards? Am I going to look at, yeah. you know, Warp the Spark? Am I going to look at, uh, You're you abs- know, what yeah. um, Dominaria? Or like, you know, it's just too much. There's so much. It's like the analysis paralysis. You know, it really is very. Uh, uh, overwhelming you know it really is uh it, it seems overwhelming it just it definitely feels like that yeah, yeah. which it, is a it, good a good uh i mean one one way to get around that a little bit is uh the arena uh, magic arena where you know it, it sticks to basically only a certain couple sets and you know you can make your decks decks at, at will and uh with some degree that's, of that's flexibility true. and low cost. <laughs> that that's true too. Yep. And you know what else too is, uh, you know, it'll be curious to see how that moves onward to um, a, a, into modern and things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, it'll be curious as sets rotate out what's going to happen to people's collections in the arena. You know, because yeah, what are they going to do? What are yeah. you going to do with those cards? Are you going to be basically unable to play with them because standard is all that matters? It'll be curious because. Uh, we haven't yet seen a rotation in uh, Arena yet, have we? No, no, yeah. not yet. I want to say the oldest cards in Arena are those Ixalan cards. Ixalan, yeah. Yeah, so I think those are still all legal. Those are all standard legal, correct? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so uh, they'll be rotating in, is it August or October? I can't keep track of that either. But uh, they'll be rotating. Yeah, it will be the next rotation, yeah. Yeah, so it'll be curious to see what... Uh, you know what? That's something I should look up. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know what's going to happen in Arena with those cards. It'll be curious to see. I, I don't believe that they've published that uh, information. Yeah. I, I surely have not read it because it is something that would be of interest to me, and I would remember that as uh, as a point of, ooh, that'd be interesting. I need to talk about that during the podcast. You know? Yeah, would, yeah. It, 
something like that would really stick uh, stick with me. So I, I don't think I've come across it. So I don't know if it's just because I haven't looked or just because it hasn't been published. Probably the latter. Yeah, I don't think it's been published. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll find out. I'm not sure what they're gonna. Yeah, we'll see. What they're gonna do about that. <laughs> I guess everybody's gonna find out soon enough. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I guess speaking of uh, Core 2020, so the the entire set has been spoiled at this point. Uh, Wow. Man, that was fast. Yeah, it went by quick. Uh, The release will be... The pre-release starts next week uh, on July 5th. Wow. Which, uh, you know, it always seems weird their timing on things like that. I don't know why you would time it for July 5th. Uh, right after a major holiday. Yeah, uh, that does uh, seem a little odd. But, uh, um, so, and then I, the the actual release the, the week following. Um, so I think maybe in a maybe next episode we can we can go into our uh, yeah free pre picks our our prognostication for the course at 2020. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny because the release pace has been so rapid that we haven't even been uh, given the opportunity to revisit our other prognostications either, just because the prices haven't dropped yet, because they're still uh, the products are still on their allocation periods. Yeah. So they haven't been uh, essentially unlimited in supply. They still have had supply constraints upon them. Yep. And until those supply constraints are released, then the prices remain artificially inflated. So, yep. you know, but uh, so yeah, I think you're right. We should, we ought to hit our, uh, our picks of what we think is going to be the best, and um, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we're we're due for that. Yeah. Speaking of um, speaking of um, uh, the uh, allocation periods, I, I found some interesting information about that. the um, The allocation period for War of the Spark is uh, sixty days. So, okay. uh, from release date, they uh, had a limited. You know, they slow trickle out the boxes, okay. and uh, until sixty days, when then the floodgates open. Okay. So uh, the floodgates are effectively about to open. So okay. um, if you've been holding on to your boxes in hopes that they're going up, well, now they're about to crash down to earth. So uh, Exactly. So now we can kiss those hundred-plus-dollar boxes of War of the Spark goodbye. It is going to be time for the 80-something dollar War of the Spark boxes. So be prepared for that. And although it's a good time uh, to pick them up now. If you're... I was going to say, yeah, that's also kind of good news, too. <laughs> exactly, yep. Makes the it's going to make all the cards cheaper. It's going to make the cards. It's going to make the singles cheaper. It's going to make the boxes cheaper. It basically makes the game more playable for people because the cards become available. So generally speaking, that's kind of a good thing. And I don't know if um, I really don't know how I feel about this allocation process that Wizards has partaken of or undertaken in the last couple yeah. of sets. I don't know how I feel about that. If they should just unleash everything at, at, at like. You know, you want to order 50 boxes, you order 50 boxes. You know, I, I don't know if that's how they should do it. I don't know, <clears throat> excuse me, how it's been working well. But I will say it does keep the prices um, a little bit higher uh, upon release. So maybe that's maybe that st- stabilizes market prices. I'm not exactly sure the, um, the long-term result of that. But I, I do yeah. find it kind of annoying, personally. But, um, yeah. But maybe it is for the best. That may be something that Wizards is doing to try to protect the market, and or at least protect it from rapid price fluctuations. Maybe that yeah. is a good thing. I don't. I don't know. It's hard, but, hard to say. Hard to say. 
But um, as in regards to the uh, allocation period, so War of the Spark was a 60-day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dominaria was a 61-day, uh, <laughs> so basically the same. And um, um, the Ravnica Allegiance and mm-hmm. Guilds of Ravnica were 45-day allocation periods. Oh, and uh, yeah. the, the, M20, uh, the M19 was a five-day allocation Whoa! So um, I think they knew that that product was going to be garbage and just uh, just a garbage fire. Yeah. And uh, they wanted to sell all the boxes they could as fast as they could because they knew that the farther away from release, that product was not going to age very well. Yeah. So I think they were like, Shoot, open up the floodgates, let as many boxes go as people want to purchase because they will not be buying them a month from now. When yeah. we've released two other products, <laughs> so yeah, so, that makes sense. That was it. Was kind of funny how they uh, they basically don't do the same thing for all the boxes. They sort of trickle them out, and they yeah. decide based on how well they think the boxes are going to sell what to do with it. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that is kind of interesting. What are the what's the, the logic behind these allocations and timing? I think they're really just trying to stabilize the secondary market, realistically. Yeah. I think because there's a lot of price memory, you know, with cards. So for the sake of argument, like when when a card releases and it's like very expensive, sometimes, even if the card is not awesome, it ends up staying a little bit more expensive than it should be because of its mm-hmm. initial uh, sort of sticker price. And the same yeah. thing, cards start out really low because there's a huge glut in supply. Sure. It's so I think sometimes there is what I would call price memory, you know, where people remember, yeah. you know, how much something was and mm-hmm. that price memory sticks. So I think by by slow trickling out these uh, these cards, it keeps the prices higher and more stable and less likely to fluctuate uh, as, as violently as, yeah. as if there was no allocation period. So mm-hmm. I think that's the, the goal. And uh, but... In any event, I thought it was uh, curious nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very interesting. So what are your thoughts on the uh, the upcoming the 2020? Are you excited? How does it look to you? I mean, I I think it looks okay. I mean, I guess in comparison to like War of the Spark or Modern Horizons, I'm not, you know, as excited about it. Um, we're we're seeing, agree. yeah, I mean, you know, it's like all the sets. I mean, there's some good cards in there. Uh, that are new and interesting. Uh, there's some reprints that I, I really don't care about. The old Fortress Crab or the Frilled uh, yeah. Sea Serpent. I mean, I, I could really care less about yeah. that. There's some there's some weak reprints, but I guess that's part of the goal of these. Fire things. Elemental. I mean, I don't really care about that. Um, I don't know. So I guess I'm, I'm just kind of kind of mixed, and I, I feel like you too. I, I feel a little overloaded by all of this. So and uh, uh you know i i don't know uh, we'll, we'll see we'll see how it it is when it actually comes out here i i will say it is kind of nice to see um some unusual um returns here we see a, a big resurgence in elementals and a big resurgence that. in angels you know every once in a while the angels do crop up but there's definitely more elementals than typical Oh yeah, it's definitely clearly a, a theme in this deck, and to a lesser extent, um, some dinosaurs. I saw that. Dinosaurs. Yeah, 
The one Pop big up. one, the rotting register or whatever, he's looking huge. He's pretty good. Three mm -hmm. mana, uh, seven, six. Yeah, At the beginning good. of your upkeep, discard a card. Yeah, pretty powerful. Pretty good. And nothing bad happens to you when you run out of cards to discard. That's yeah. his bonus. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, it doesn't do seven damage to you or any other BS like that. So oh. <clears throat> I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it seems like you know. Alternatively, you could use that as some sort of discard outlet as well. So like exactly, exactly. Uh, yep. I thought one of the things that was interesting, and I, I don't know if you saw this, but there seemed to be some uh, some uh, sort of color heavy things, like these ley lines are back, and yep. um, there's color hosing has has made a resurgence. I don't know yep. if you saw that, like yep. uh, yeah, protection from red, protection from black, protection from blue. You know this this kind of thing. I, I thought mm -hmm. that was kind of interesting because we haven't haven't seen too much protection lately. I, I you know we've seen some sort of funny versions that are similar to protection, like yep. you know like um, what's that thing where you you need more than two creatures to block and stuff. There's a mechanic with that, and there's like the yeah the uh, menace is like somewhat protection like and is a part of, as far as making it harder to block and. Hexproof has been around, which makes yep. things untargetable, but mm -hmm. we haven't really seen a whole lot of just flat-out protection from no, that, no. you know. And um, so I don't know why that's making a resurgence, but I, I kind of like it. It's um, I, I don't. It seems like it's been a while, so I, you know, I yeah. feel like, oh, okay, cool. We'll get some protection creatures. So, but um, overall, though, I'd say the set looks a bit underwhelming. I think it's going to, um, I think it's going to flop hard, honestly. I don't see anything in there that's like, whoa, this, this card's awesome, you know. Yeah, but, I agree. I don't think there's any one card that's just out of this world. Yeah, uh, and there usually is one or two where you're like, that card's the bomb, you know. I know there's been some chitter-chatter about one of the cards. I don't think it's at that bomb level, but uh, the new Lotus. Oh, uh, yeah. Field. Yeah. Uh, a land, hexproof, enters the field, taps when it enters the battlefield, sack two lands. And then be able to tap it for three, three mana of any one color. I do like that it's hexproof because you hate sacking your lands and then have it get unsummoned. Imagine mm -hmm. how bad that would feel. I don't think we. I I can't. I can't recall seeing any any land that has hexproof. You know, I, I don't remember specifically, but I think there must be one or two out there. I, I, don't, know. I don't know. about or, You know, that. there's there's some that remove hexproof. I guess that's what it is. There's a couple that take hexproof away. But I don't know. think of any. I did see the Steel Overseer's back. He's a good guy. He's a good. He is. Guy. He is excellent. I am glad I I sold all of mine prior to the spoiler. Did you really? Very <laughs> yep. nice. Very yeah. nice. I'm still sitting on I, all mine. I wasn't. You know, I didn't have any grand, you know, notion that he was going to be reprinted. But uh, it just kind of turned out that way, and I I see that I. Good timing on that one. Very nice, very nice. I haven't. He's sitting in my deck, so I. And it's I like, mean, it's, he's, there's so many artifact decks that I have, and it's like he goes into every one. So it's like I need as many. He's amazing. He is amazing. He is awesome. But I'm certainly is going to tank the price of him. Oh gosh, yeah, it's probably going to go down to like six bucks. Yeah, right now he's he looks like he's targeting it at five bucks. Oh boy, even worse than I thought. <laughs> yeah. What was he before? Like fourteen. Uh, he was over ten. I want to say. I think so. Like, uh, let's see. I I can tell you right now what I sold mine for. Uh, they were. Let's see. Let me go back in time a little bit. Um, let's see. What's he called again? Um, Steel Overseer. Steel Overseer. Let me look. 
look them up on my giant list of things here. Okay. Um, well, uh, well, you do here that all. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I got it. Uh, so I had four of them, and I sold it for $43. Oh, there you go. So you at least uh, cashed in. Nice. Yep. Uh, very good. Can't Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Locked in some profits there. Absolutely. Very nice. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I agree. I think it's it's kind of underwhelming. A little underwhelming. I'm also underwhelmed by the land cycle, too. Like, oh, God, this, the temples are back. They were terrible. Temples. Yeah. They've always sucked, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> They're just weak, weak sauce. Yeah. I, I just don't want to play any lands that come into play tapped if they're rare. I want them untapped. Yeah. I mean, I mean... Hell, you play against like Scott and stuff. None of his lands come into play tapped. Oh, it hurts never. when all yours do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. So, I I don't care for lands that come into play tapped. So th- this land cycle holds zero appeal for me, and I would not anticipate these lands going more than a buck. I, th- these, I think this is a a troubled box. I would not be buying these boxes for resale purposes. Yeah, these seem pretty terrible, honestly. Pretty, pretty weak. There's, I don't know. I, 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 so this, this, this is a definite wait for 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 me. I, would you, if you could buy a War of the Spark box for like eighty two bucks, or you could buy a box of this, go War of the Spark hard. All Absolutely. Day. Yeah, you know? no doubt. This is Not only good. that, I think you'd even have more fun playing with them, even if you didn't, you know, keep them for resale. So. You know, that, that's my personal opinion on that. No, I, I agree. I think, like you said, the allocation period on this is going to be like a day. <laughs> it's probably going to be really short. Yeah, I would imagine it's just not that. It's just not that overwhelming. You know, just, no, no. But again, we'll do our picks. Maybe, maybe we're maybe we're selling the set short. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's uh, more robust than we uh, are anticipating. Uh, I'm not holding too much hope. <laughs> There's no giant spider in this one. So, <laughs> screw it. Exactly. There should be a giant spider. It is a corset. <laughs> it is. They do have the mammoth spider. I guess that's his big brother. It's yeah. Three oh. five spider, but uh, <laughs> not. Funny. I want the giant spider. Giant Look, spider. I want the yeah. <laughs> he needs to be back in this. Excellent. The classic. It is. You put the friggin' fire elemental. <laughs> I know it. You know, and that's another thing, and we've talked about this before, too. Like, the, uh, like, even think back to the old days, like the giant spider. You'd see the guy play that card across the table from you. You knew exactly what it was. I'm looking at this artwork. I'm, I've got the Mythic spoiler page pulled up right now. <laughs> this stuff looks, like, very bland. Like, I just, nothing, nothing in this art seems like very eye-catching or very special, you know? Like, except for maybe the some of the Chandras look okay. The uh, They look yeah. a little bit... Yeah. But not the, not the ultra-powerful one, but the two weaker ones, actually, their art looks slightly more... I don't know that I love it, but at least it looks eye-catching and different enough. Yeah. Although those two actually look the same to me, but but they look different than the... Oh, they're made by the same artist. That's why. So the uh, same artist drew the two younger Chandras, okay. the novice and the acolyte. 
And then the, the different one is for the, the, like, when you look at that Ultra Chandra, Chandra Awakened Inferno, she yeah. looks like every other Chandra ever printed. She really does. I, like, I really couldn't tell you the difference. If someone dropped a Chandra across the table from you and it looked like that, you would have to pick it up to figure out which one it is. Like, you know? Which one is that? Yeah, yeah exactly. I have no idea. There's no, like, uniqueness to this artwork, you know? It's like, wow, it is kind of... I mean, if you're, are you on the Mythic spoiler page? I, I'm, yeah, I'm seeing some of it, yeah. It's like... If you're looking at that shot, one of the newer ones, and then you look right next to it, the embodiment of agonies. It's mm-hmm. like, this looks like some very standard demon-looking thing. The dread yeah. presence above it. Some standard-looking demon in a swamp thing. Uh, very, very, mm-hmm. I don't know, just very, yeah. very uniform and not very inspired art to me. No, not at all. And i got to say, I'm especially disappointed by the new Soren. I, I love Soren. I always thought he's a cool Gosh, planeswalker. Yeah. His art's always been pretty good. It, it usually one, has been better of the planeswalker art. Except yeah. Terrible. It looks like, he's, looks like he's gone through a sex change. Yeah, he looks like a really old man who... I don't know. He looks like he's going... He's going for the conversion, it looks like. Yeah, he looks like a woman, does. actually, in this picture. He does, kind of. He, he like, just looks bad. Uh, he's, like, blonde instead of white-haired. And his facial features are all softened. He, yeah. he does, his facial features don't have any character to them. He just looks weak as hell. He, like, he looks really bad. I, I just... Uh... For the Imperious Bloodlord, you would expect some power. I would expect something really cool. I want to see him, like, tearing somebody up or, like, you know, some really epic kind of pose or something. Like, He's like, I'm standing here holding my sword after I was just castrated. Exactly. That's the look he's got on his face. I know. He's like, oh, God, I can barely hold this sword. I mean, if you click on him and look at some of the other Sorens, like it pulls it pulls other Soren pictures up. It shows like the, you know, the Solemn Visitor. That one at least like he's posed in an action pose. There's some bone dragon behind him, and mm-hmm. then there's the Lord of Innistrad. At least he looks like he's ready to kick some ass. But like this one, this Imperious Blood Lord, which sounds like it should be awesome. Yeah. You know, this is really weak. Even like yeah, even oh gosh. Soren Vengeful Bloodlord, uh, Soren's Vengeance is kind of good. He's like, is he stabbing somebody? Like, yeah, it's just like he was one of the more consistently like badass looking cards, you know. Yeah. I also like the Garuk too, but he he usually looks pretty cool. But he, they don't bring him out anymore because he was too, I guess, violent and not, yeah. not not the not the image they want to uh, put forth of what a planeswalker should be. So. I guess that's why they've done away with him. But, uh, yeah, I always felt like Soren had some of the cooler art. Yeah, know? I think he looked good. I, I like even the very original. The original Soren, Soren Markov, I thought he looked pretty good. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. He was one of the consistent, I guess, cool-looking planeswalkers. You know, Johnny was always hit or miss. You know, what's, what's mm-hmm. the other white one? The uh, Gideon was mostly Gideon. miss, sometimes hit. But yeah, most did not like him. Nah, just, just really weak. Jace is all over the place. Some of his look cool. Some of them look pretty bad. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 unfortunate. Poor poor Soren. Like, poor Soren. He did not get his due. Screwed him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like this Mu Yang Ling Sky Dancer. That art's looking pretty good. Yeah, she's not bad. Bad looking one. At least like cool stuff looks like it's happening there. She's doing some sort of windy spell casting. <laughs> <laughs> Getting windy. 
<laughs> but um, I don't know. So again, I, I, again, we've talked about this before: the blandness of the art and this, cav- this cavalier cycle. They're all riding these horses, like these the the root horse, the fire horse, the the dusk horse, the wind horse, and the you know it's like very bland, very bland looking. Nothing very special about it. Like, no, nope. no, no. Uninspired art, in my my opinion. Yeah, I agree. It's just not. It's just not very exciting. It's just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so I guess we'll have to hope that changes over time. I guess little steps. You know, hopefully they'll get the card quality a little better. You know, apparently they're that's supposed to. Yeah. yeah. I haven't uh, cracked any of the newest. I haven't cracked any. Uh, oh, you've cracked some of the. Um, oh, the, uh, how yeah. have, how has the card quality been? I mean, it it seems okay. I, I can't say I've really put it to any. Strenuous tests. Uh, I mean, it, it seems basically the same as you know previous sets and cards. So okay, it's good. I don't know. You know, I saw a very interesting uh, uh, YouTube video the other day talking about card quality, and um, the YouTubers put the cards through um, through a bunch of tests, and uh, it's pretty interesting. So they they tried the bend test, and they they put all sorts of different games. So they put like. The Yu-Gi-Oh, the Magic, the yeah. Force of Will, the Pokemons, the Vanguards. The, so they did like a bend test to see, you know, which cards would survive the bend test. Then sure. they did a then they did a, a curl test where they just left cards out for 24 hours, then uh, to see if they would curl. Uh, they did a, a submerge in water test. They uh, they did a rip test and a, and a and a burn test, and they they tested all these cards. I thought it was pretty interesting. And um, it was funny because uh, some of the Pokemon cards actually came out pretty high on the list as far as, uh, like, overall card toughness. And um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Huh. That is cool. Yeah. But uh, it was kind of a neat thing, I guess, just to show the different, uh, I guess, card stock and card quality. And uh, I guess the Bushy Road cards came out as the absolute loser where they would, and mostly they would just (laughs) They would fall apart in water, and they didn't. They didn't hold up well to the burn test, and so it's kind of funny. And then a lot of the others were like kind of middle of the road. But I thought it was thought it was kind of a, 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 neat, a neat experiment, one that uh, I thought was kind of fun. Huh? Yeah. I, I have a uh, during podcast news flash update on something we were talking about. So uh, we were talking about, um, you know, what would, what's going to happen on Arena, so when the rotation occurs. Oh. So actually, there there was a little bit of news on this. So in the the rotation is going to happen in the fall, I guess in September. Uh, there'll be the new set coming out, which is codenamed Archery. Uh, there, what's what it sounds like is going to happen on Arena. There's going to be a new type of format specific to Arena. Oh, like Arena Modern. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And they say that no cards are being eliminated or removed during rotation and that a new format is coming. This probably is going to be like Arena Modern, basically. I mean, it makes sense. No. I mean, yeah, exactly. Because otherwise people get ticked if they can't use their old cards. You know? And one other thing he said, uh, is the popular game going to come to other formats like mobile or console? And he says, it's not when, it's it's not a matter of when, it's a matter of when, not if. Not if. I see. 
well, you know, they still can't do basic stuff right, so it's probably going to be a long time. Yeah. You know, they did use the Unity engine to generate this and, and produce it, so, you know, that was probably smart so they can do it across platform like Mac, PC, uh, iPads. I, I believe those are the, um, the formats that are compatible. Uh, mm-hmm. iPad, Mac, and PC. So yeah. with, with minimal effort. So those are all places you should be able to play your... Um, oh, and of course, uh, Linux machines. But uh, to be honest, I don't know how many people are running Linux. So sure. I think it was born in Linux, actually, the Unity engine. Um, much, like the, um, much like the Mac OS. It's actually a, a Linux uh, distribution that's modified. So, hmm. but, um, so yeah, uh, it should be done. But, I mean, for God's sake, there's done not even a buddy list on this thing. So, oh, God, <laughs> yeah, we can't even get by that. I wouldn't hold my breath for them bringing it to my iPad quite yet. Uh, we'll, we'll make some more uh, uh, stained glass planeswalker uh, <laughs> sleeves or whatever. And, uh, forget the buddy list, though. That's, uh, that's, not, uh, that's not for you guys. No. And uh, Also, forget being able to interact with your opponents, either. There will be no interaction. There will be no typing. There will be no texting. No, there will no. be nothing except for these five emotes that we give you. So uh, enjoy those five emotes. You should be happy with those five. <laughs> exactly. You're going to take them and you're going to like it. Yes. <laughs> I guess uh, while we're talking about it, speaking of Arena, I guess two little Arena things. First off, there's more codes for Arena. So if you haven't been keeping up on things, there's a bunch more codes that have become spoiled that will give you uh, stained glass uh the stained glass artwork for your planeswalkers uh, for those particular ones. Um, so recent ones are Over the Moon for Arlen, Inner Demon for Obnixilis, Shields Up for Teo, Shield Mage, Written in Stone for Nahiri, and Enlighten Me for Narset. All of those are all caps. Um, the other one brand new that just came out, I want to say today, was the code Mythic Magic. Two were uh, all one word. And the M's are capitalized, so the first letter of each word capitalized. Mythic Magic, that gets you three free Mythic cards. Those are random from War of the Spark, Ravnica Allegiance, or Guilds of Ravnica. Um, nice. I did that one actually earlier, and it worked. And really? I got, good. Let's see, I got a Gideon, a... Um, God, what's her name? Kaya, the Usurper, and... Oh, nice. You actually got some good ones. And then I got one more, too. What was it? Uh, it was something I already had, so it wasn't, you know. It, it wasn't, wasn't as impressive as those two. No, I mean, it was still, I think, a, a decent one, but it was not um, uh, I you know, anything just, amazing. I just pe- typed it in right now. I got uh, Kaya Orzov's Usurper. I got uh, mm-hmm. Prime Speaker Vanifar. And... Rolsec Apex Hybrid. I, I got that one. That was the first okay. one. That was the first one I got. Yeah. It seems not that awesome. Mm-hmm. Flying Trample for five for five. It's okay, I might uh, try him out in my uh, my. You, you actually have a lot of decks. Green blue. Yeah. Yeah. Unless for something different. Because you have a, so, like a mutation deck, I think. I yeah. do. I do. I love that shark the crab. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. That's the deck for him. Oh man, my shark the crab was killing it during the uh, the one event uh, where you got extra counters. Because all I <laughs> needed to do was get that shark the crab out. Bam! He was getting a counter on him every turn for oh. as part of the thing. 
So once oh, he came I, I, down the board, I, I locked it down hard, and I mean, I pulled off some wins that I had no. It was no way right that I should have won that. Like this guy was. I remember he was pounding me with. He was a mono green deck, and all he did was just uh, really simply. He was just putting, you know, these were little creatures. They were like stupid, like uh, what is it? That one three mana producer and uh druid of whatever and uh he had another little mana dork and he was just dropping like that plus seven plus seven prodigious growth on him or whatever as an enchantment Mm -hmm. or uh the other one where plus plus for the number of forests you have um you know and he was he was i was chump blocking chump blocking and then finally the shark crab came out boom started owning for you. I started just tapping everything down, and then I just slowly picked at him, and then that was it. <laughs> it's a brutal tapping, too. It's the one, isn't that the tap that doesn't allow for untapping? It, it keeps them tapped. It's like, for like an extra turn. turn. Yeah, yeah, that shark to crab is the nuts. I, I think I played against you, and you've mm-hmm. owned, you've locked the board down really hard with that thing. I mean, he really, if you can, you know, get his, get counters on him, man. Oh, That yeah. is Pretty good. Oh uh, yeah, that's 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 the juicy stuff right there. Mm-hmm. Things. And he's actually got a pretty big body on him too. So I mean, he's, he's, he's a four yeah. four. Uh, exactly. I mean, yeah. and he juices up once you adapt with him. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, pretty big too. So, yeah. I mean, nothing nothing not to like about the shark to crab. No, no. It's speaking of our... across the table from me. Yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, speaking of arena too. So this is the last week of their events that they've been going on for War of the Spark. So this is your last chance to get some earn your your stained glass windows here. Uh, there's three more this week. Uh, I don't think any of them were particularly exciting in my uh, from what I recall. Um, Let's see. It was um, uh, I won the first one, and I haven't got to the other two yet. But they they have shortened the what you the, the goals on that. So the first one is uh, what's her name? Hawati the the sun yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the next one is I like the next one. The Ash Ashiok the Dream Render. Yeah, that's a better one. That's yep. cool. And the last one, Sarkhan, the Masterless. Uh, uh, that's not too bad either. That's good. So, um, I can't say that I'm going to grind away for all that, but I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to try. I'm already halfway through. I'm like, oh, oh making good progress. Then. It. Yeah, it takes some time. I... I've got to really sit down and make some new decks too. So I've got to really yeah. get on that. Yep. Absolutely. So a, a couple other just quick updates here. Uh, speaking of product, uh, announced today was uh, there's an exclusive Comic-Con Magic the Gathering uh, little pack, which has uh, all uh, alternate art for all of the, uh, what do they call them, the Eternals, I guess? Um, yeah, the little gods or whatever. The gods they, they, who, have, who died in their... The, came back here, the God Eternals, who died and came back now in War of the Spark, and uh, Bolas himself as well. So four, four of the gods and one Bolas. Uh, if you're going to Comic-Con, you can pay $99 and get that. 
Um, if you can before they sell out, I think they they typically do. Yeah, I'm not sure what your chances of ever getting these kind of things are. They seem yeah. almost zero. But they, yeah, they they also sell in the secondary market pretty well too. Yeah. At least the first batch did the Planeswalker batch, the originals. They made all the original Planeswalkers in this black and white. Uh, it's kind of like a kind of like the Force of Will Uber style with the black and white and a few very fair, faint color accents. The, yeah. the originals went really high. I want to say three hundred for 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 the originals, but then the second the second batch blew and uh, didn't really sell as for as much. But uh, it'll be curious huh. to see how these go. Yeah, but that will definitely sell for more than the MSRP. So oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, that that's a safe bet. Yeah, I mean they 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 look fairly cool. I uh, I don't yeah. know. If I could if I could buy them easily, I would, but uh, obviously not. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, Which buy for ninety nine bucks. Yeah. You know, I probably would just to sell, to be honest. Absolutely, if I could, but. Uh, there's new promo packs coming out. Um, those are going to be, those are mostly for the stores so they can give these out as rewards. Um, so there's going to be cards that'll be promo stamped. So you'll see, um, planeswalkers and other cards will have a little, the little planeswalker symbol as a stamp in the, the top card frame with the, uh, the main, uh, picture of the of the card, the main card art. Yep. Uh, you'll see a little silver planeswalker symbol. Uh, so that could be on a rare or mythic. Um, there's going to be uh, some Japanese only alt art thrown in there too. Uh, there's going to be um, uh, disfigure is going to be one of the cards that I think is going to be just a mainstay. Uh, yeah, they were going to do, I think, four of the FNM promos, and Disfigure was one of them. Mm-hmm. So it's like each one's going to get like a stamped rare, like and then a regular rare, and then I think like an alt, an alt art one or like FNM promo style. And there was then there was a chance you were going to get one of the Japanese alternate arts. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. So the, honestly, they sound pretty decent as, as prizes to get, you know, for mm-hmm. like winning your FNM or whatever. I wonder how many people are actually going to get them as prizes or if the stores are just going to sell them. Yeah, that's a good point. Because I know there was a problem before when they did cool stuff like this, uh, especially with some of the better promos, like the Fatal Pushes. Yeah. They were like uh, $12 a piece. They were supposed to be given out to the players. And then most, uh, I shouldn't say most, but I should say a lot of stores, probably more of the shadier ones, they just uh, kept them and sold them instead. <laughs> so, because mm, they were selling for like cheesy. twelve twelve bucks a piece, and all of a sudden you get two hundred of them, you know, to, that were supposed to be given yeah. out over the course of uh, the next couple of months. But um, you know, but by the same token, you know, you almost you almost can't blame them because they're struggling so badly because Wizards is just destroying their business. So you know, you almost think like, well, this is a little windfall I'm getting from Wizards. Maybe I'll sell them instead of give them out. Or maybe I'll give out five of them, but sell the rest of them, and I, out of yeah. the twenty, out of the twenty that I got, or something, you know. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of a shame that the stores are put in that situation, just because of the way Wizards is releasing their product all over the place, into Absolutely. the big, big box stores and Amazons of the world. So it's kind of a shame, but that doesn't really mean that the stores should do the wrong thing, you know. Exactly. I, I, can't, I can't really condone that either. 
But no. I at least can understand where they're coming from. Yeah, you can understand their motivation. Exactly. So, yeah, that's, I think that's about it for my news for the week. Okay, I guess um, I don't really have any buy picks, but I do have some sell recommendations. Oh, um, some things uh, come to mind here, and I'll just run through the list quickly for everybody. Some some big price changes on a couple things, so you should just consider. This one's brand new, and it's just been skyrocketing. So I, I would just dump it if you have it. The the new Planeswalker from Modern Horizons, the two mana Planeswalker, uh, Ren and Six. Oh, the uh, Tree Folk Planeswalker. Yeah, the Tree Folk Planeswalker. That thing is is going just keeps going up in price here and so uh, you know in the 50s now mid 50s wow. after a huge price increase uh so go ahead and, and sell that thing um, yeah especially since this is going to be a, a print to demand set so yeah although we'll see what that means but still there will be more of these coming out so absolutely another one and i i made sure i knew this one was going to come back and I, I hoarded a couple of these. I probably got oh. two play sets, maybe. This Ooh. is an old one from, um, gosh, what's it called? The I don't want to say Innistrad. It's that other one uh, with like the little... Return to Innistrad or whatever? Uh, Eldritch Moon. Okay. Uh, the little... The little... Uh, little uh, the bent... Emrakul uh, octopus on there. Okay. Um, oh, okay. That's right. Uh, yeah, this is Sigarda's Aid. This was a uh, white enchantment for one. You may cast aura enchantment spells as though they had flash. Whenever an equipment enters the battlefield under your control, oh, you may attach yeah. it to the target creature you control. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't. It was underpriced, I thought, to begin with. This one made it into our picks in the past. Yeah, yep. I mean, we've had this, this as a we've had this as a choice. I want to say this was probably in the mid twenties, in like episode twenty three to twenty six. Yeah, I would, I would be surprised, yeah, because, I mean, this is something, there, there must be some, uh, I don't know, maybe some deck or something that's related to this, because this has jumped big time. Yeah, uh, it's the it's the Core 2020 spoiler. It's the um, the Mega Hammer. Oh, the Colossal Hammer. The Colossal Hammer. Yep. Yeah, that's Gives true. Plus 10, plus 10. Boom! Yeah, so, absolutely. This has yeah. jumped from... Oh gosh! Under a dollar yeah, to you about eight dollars. Uh, I want to say it was a fifty-five cent recommendation. Yeah. So uh, that would have been about dollars right now. So wow! Yeah, like a one thousand percent increase for those of us that were listening. That's huge. That's huge. Um, let's see other things. Ink Moth Nexus. I mean, I think we all kind of knew that that was a good card and it was going to go up. Yeah. But uh, that sucker is still going up. Um, we're up to about $36 now for the Ink, Box, Ink Moth Nexus. Oh, my. Um, so you might want to think about selling that. Uh, wow, yeah, that's a pricey little bugger. My goodness. Wow, and that's for a moderately played one? Whoa. Wow. Uh, two other ones. One also pretty old, but um, coming back here, Tezzeret the Speaker. Seeker, excuse me. Um, he was way back and gosh, I think he's been in a couple things, honestly. Uh, he was in Modern Masters 2015. He's had a couple other versions, I believe, as well. Wasn't he in the, uh, he was in the dual decks too? Yep, he's in the uh, dual I believe decks. so. He was yep. in Shards of Alara. 
uh, he's been around, um, and his price has gone up. So he is, um, let's see, he he uh, he's around twenty five dollars now. Oh wow! So not bad for old Tezzy. Yeah, that was the original Tezzy, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, absolutely. The... I think it is. Yeah. Oh nice. Uh, and one last one too. We we mentioned this before, but um, uh, if you have uh, any of the Narset Parter Avails, this is an uncommon planeswalker for more of the Spark. She's hovering around four dollars or so. So not bad for an uncommon. Oh, very good deal. Yeah, and that that probably that price can't really hold. I wouldn't think. Oh, especially if you said the allocation is changing. Yeah, uh, I don't think that price can hold. Down. Yeah. So I would yeah. dump her too. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So to reiterate, uh, Ren Six, Sigarda's Aid, Ink Moth Nexus, Tezzeret the Seeker, and Narset Parter Avails. Very good. Very yeah, good. Make your bucks. <laughs> make your bucks. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Very good. It out. Excellent. Well, it's good to, good having our little chat as as yeah, always. Andy. Yeah, I think that covers everything. Um, yeah. You know, we'll get into uh, Core Twenty Twenty next week and right. do the rundown. Absolutely. We'll summon our pot. We'll, I'll, I'll brush out the uh, the uh, the crystal ball here and get uh, scry scry a card or two. And, uh, <laughs> Excellent. See what's gonna be big monies. Absolutely. Absolutely. As always, as we always say here, may your picks always be profitable. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.